1: getting started bro so I'm going to be asking you questions bro based oh, on like, I, even I need I need knowledge so I'm asking from like the educational <laughs> standpoint like bro like I need help with my clothing line bro so the questions I'm asking I'm I'm, I'm really very interested in here to give all the sauce say right. less
2: Describe myself in two words. Rich and unemployed. These stones cost
1: two birds. Let it counter when she bore. Deposit hit chicks clearing. Ain't void. I know that ain't my ex collin. Nullin' void. Where we going? Money going up. Alright. <laughs> Welcome to the Rich and Unemployed Podcast. Mm-hmm. And man, I got a very, very special guest, man. This guy has a dope coding line. Man, go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Yeah, sure. Justin Phillips, calling of a brand called Support by Colleges. Mm-hmm. And that's
2: it? That's that, all you do? That, that. Well, now we've um, you know, we been successful with the clothing space, and now we teach folks how to do that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, man. So, I watched your interview on EYL, bro. Hold on. Let me shout out to my sponsors. Um, <laughs> Fantasy Candles. Um, dope uh, candle brand. Tap in with her. Also, man, we got a uh, burner's block. Come on, uh, If you smoke, man, get right. Gotcha. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, Support Black Houses, man. A really, really big brand. I hadn't seen so many people in it. Chris Paul. A bunch of NBA players. Tiana Taylor. Right. I mean, the list goes on, bro, and it's like, how, like, how did you st- I, I re- <laughs> how did you even start this, bro? Like I understand that your partner started this, bro, right, right. and you joined on, but yes. like, how did y'all grow the brand to be so big?
2: Yeah, um, I think it always started with uh, four things that I say. Um, one was paid advertising, having a deep knowledge for that. Two, influencer marketing. Three, uh-huh. grassroots marketing. And then four, content creation slash curation. You master those four things. That was the first four things that we ever paid attention let's break, to. Let's break those four down. Sure. Okay. So paid advertising, whatever. It doesn't matter where it's at. Wherever the attention is, that's where we're going. Yeah. So right now, massively undervalued TikTok ads. If you're not doing it for especially e-commerce brands, you need to get there. Um, but also you have tried and true Facebook, Instagram. But then you can go into Google, SEO, all of those things. My thing is what you should do is like master one channel with one product when you're first getting started. Uh So let's just say influencer marketing with a candle. And then we run that play. And as we, as we get mature and do that really well and systemize it, then we can add on Instagram, run that, then we can add on TikTok and as we go. So now it's just an omni-channel type of presence that we have uh-huh. for our paid advertising. Uh-huh. That's just the paid advertising side. Then you have influencer marketing. Um, that's real simple, bro, to be completely honest. Uh, we probably paid for maybe three to five influencers out of everyone that's ever worn the brand in general. Um, that paid, uh, the influencer side is you just, you have to look at it as a numbers game. Like reaching out to five to ten thousand people and then if you get maybe five or 10, then being okay with that. And that's the difficult part because (laughs) the thing that you need to do is simple, but it's not easy. Uh So it's simple to reach out to someone and say, Hey, are you offering any paid promotional opportunities Mm -hmm. and see what they say? But it's not easy to do that 10,000 times without losing confidence while you do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's that piece, but influencers, reach out to as many of them as possible. I like to do 10 to 14 per hour because that's how many you can DM on Instagram before you get blocked first you know spamming or whatever. And I use a, a script something like I just said, hey, are you offering any paid promotional opportunities? And that's that. Don't tell them your backstory, who your grandma is, why you started the business, none of that at all. And the reason you ask about it being a paid opportunity is because you want to set yourself apart. So everyone mm-hmm. else is trying to get a reach out, yeah. hand out, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm coming in as a, a willing buyer to Support your business. Yeah. And then you look at what I'm doing because I said I would pay you. And then they see the content, the dope stuff that we're doing, and they like it. And then they're like, oh, bro, just send me some shit. Like, I'll, I'll wear it. And then that's how you get everyone for free. But you got to do it 5,000 people, 10,000 people. And then you get a Chris Paul, and then your business has changed forever. But a lot of people don't have the resilience to reach uh-huh. out to that many people over a span of time. So, know? okay, let's just say they did ask for, all right, yeah, I charge. Two hundred or whatever they. Put. Then yeah. So you either assess whether you want to pay it or not, which you can do through you know looking at um, sites like Social Blade or Hype Auditor or different sites where you can look at how much they should be charging based on their engagement, um, you know how many followers they have, comments, etc. Yeah. And then you can say like, is this worth it to me or not? And then if they or you can negotiate. And the way I like to do it is, like we kind of call it like the four hour play. And what you'll do is you'll reach out like, let's just say for numbers sake, they charge two hundred forty dollars per day because any good influencer is going to have a rate sheet where right. they'll be like, yo, we charge a thousand for a week, two thousand for a permanent post X, Y and Z. And they yeah. usually stop it right at a day. But what I'll do is like, be like, hey, you charge two hundred forty dollars for a day that equates to $10 an hour. Mm -hmm. I got $40 right now in my PayPal, ready to send you like, what's your PayPal? Let's just do it for four hours to just test our, like test it out. See if we can get a good vibe, a good relationship and then pay them immediately. And then you test it for four hours. We know that most of the engagement you're going to get in general is going to come within the first four hours anyways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now instead of doing $240 to one person, I could spend 40 40 40 40 and test out multiple people and then whoever hits come back and say here's a 240 so um that's the the influencer marketing Mm -hmm. kind of side of things then you got grassroots marketing um that's just going to events and vending at those places Mm -hmm. so for instance but going to places where your target audience is going to be support by colleges, HBCU homecomings. Mm-hmm. We're at every single one, setting up a vendor booth, showcasing our items, and selling to people. Mm-hmm. And we pay to do so. Um, and people always ask me, like, how should I get my first sale? It's either you spend money in ads to get traffic to your site to make sales, or you mm-hmm. go get in front of your audience and sell them the item in person. Mm-hmm. Um, So, or organic content, but that's those two. So, and then you have, uh, grassroots marketing. And then after that's content creation, content curation, creating content on the daily basis to either educate, uh, excuse me, educate or entertain your audience. Um, Mm. and you do that. you know. So, you know, that's, that's the whole four, four piece.
1: So you're more like the brains of this operation. How I figure, when I look at it, I see Corey as, you know, the face, you know what I'm saying? people, people recognize him you're more so like you're teaching people you understand everything on the back end and like did you have any type of experience before starting or getting into business with him
2: yeah uh so i went we went to school together too at howard university yeah and when i graduated i got a job and um i was doing digital marketing actually for like a a weight scale company like you know stand on the scale and look at your weight or whatever and (laughs) um After that, I just wasn't, I didn't have like the DNA to like really work for somebody. It just wasn't my vibe. So the Mm -hmm. way that I kind of, and I think this is important to go into for the audience as well, because like I had to get out of that job. Like I I just couldn't do it. So the way that I did it was I lived below my means. And I don't say anyone has to go this extreme, but I was living in a one bedroom apartment with like four people and like splitting the rent. So I was paying like $250 in rent. Yeah. And then I was getting a thousand dollars a week as my salary. So I was just saving like 3 K a, a month. Mm-hmm. And then I stacked that up over time. And then as I was doing that, I was building out my side businesses, t- testing out dropshipping failed at that, testing out X, Y, and Z, whatever I could. Mm-hmm. And then. After I got the knowledge of failing at all of those things, I was able to apply it to support black colleges when Corey was like, yo, come to Atlanta, let's try this out and do it together. Uh-huh. So that's just like a, a way that you can kind of like set, wean yourself off to your job because I was just like, look. I don't want to be here, but I want to help you guys. So can I get one day off the week out of the week to work remote? They're like, cool. But whole time I'm building my side businesses. And as that started to supplement my income, mm-hmm. I was like, can I do two days at home, three days? And then that turned into like, I'm straight, yeah, but good. appreciate the relationship.
1: So when Corey was trying to force you to move to Atlanta, <laughs> yeah. um, did you envision that the brand would take off like this? Did you even imagine that y'all would be making this type of money? Yeah,
2: um, that's a great question. No. I honestly didn't. Like, when Corey asked me to come down, I said, if we do everything perfect, I think we can get, like, to $100,000 a month. And, like, bro, we'd be killing it if we did that. Like, that would be great. And that was, like, where my mindset was at the time. So, uh-huh. no way, shape, or form did I think that we'd be able to do what we're doing. So, I mean, 100000 a month in the beginning? Not just in general. Like, in general. I just thought that if we did it perfectly, yeah. we may be able to take home $100,000 mm-hmm. if we kill it. That's, right, that's
1: what I thought. I think that's my goal too—to make like two hundred fifty thousand a month. Right. Just off to, what do you think about my brand? Like, the, just the the shirt, the wording. Nah, like, I think
2: it's dope. I yeah. think it's dope too, because it's like it, it incites a question. Too. Right. It's like
1: how you, you know. Like, Listen, every time that I wear in the airport, anywhere that I go, man, like people are just—they just stop me. A yeah. pilot, a den, anybody, any type of color. Yo, I like that. Not even knowing it's mine. Like, right. So I know I got something, mm-hmm. but it's like I need to really work on like pushing it and. Like the marketing side, so I pushed the podcast, and I know that could take off. Right, but actually, like transitioning that into sales. Right, let's do this. Okay, if <laughs> if somebody had uh, a fresh new brand, okay, I want to start my clothing brand. Okay, yeah. like what what is the first step? When, if you already got the logo, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to I guess manufacturing, because. I know you guys had overseas plugs and then now you guys have uh, a a fulfillment center that does everything. So, okay. I'm pretty sure people can't just start off with a fulfillment center. (laughs) So like, okay. How do you start off?
2: Well, it depends. You know, I I really think the answer to this question is, I I like to say self-awareness because like you really have to understand who you are and where you want to go because Mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to make money in this business, especially just clothes alone, not in e-commerce, print on demand heat pressing and doing it yourself yeah. fulfillment center getting it from china and shipping it like drop shipping you can do so many things so you really have to like analyze a few questions that i like to ask especially like myself and my students whenever i'm starting something new is like Who, so who are you, bro? Because every business model is going to have a few different things. You'll be able to make a specific amount of money from it. There's a specific skill set attached to what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, you need to really understand what your skills are, what your weaknesses are. So, for instance, if I'm good at marketing and I'm good at, um, customer service, but I'm trash at operations and I don't like fulfillment, I'll do print on demand. But most people do like what I did. And I was like, I want to do what seems the coolest and i was like i want to have 100 employees our own warehouse (laughs) and i want to build the biggest thing ever versus saying like how many people do i have the skill set to manage Uh because like you don't know how to i didn't know what to do with 30 employees and i had them we were just hiring so i was Mm -hmm. like i should have asked myself those questions like how many people and personalities do i want to deal with on a daily basis what are my skill sets in business Mm -hmm. and which business opportunity can build a can i build a lifestyle around most people build a lifestyle around their business rather than building a business around their lifestyle and i think that that's where they kind of get it mixed up mm-hmm. and that's what i would do if i was getting started would just be figure out who I who, I who am i who am i trying to service how am i trying to service them and what amount of money am i trying to make what are my skill sets and what vehicle can utilize my skill sets to get me to the ultimate goal that i have
1: cuz right now i use printful Nice. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, that's, I mean, they cool. <laughs> Starting off, man, but like they take a big chunk of the bread. I mean, I really don't have to do anything. Basically, exactly. I just have to market it, right? Which is cool. But now I want to make, and they they don't have a a, a wide variety of selections, So right. you can only shirts, hoodies, and you can't embroider the way you want to. So right. it's, it's like you're kind of limited to what you actually can do. But it it just helps me because I don't have to do anything but post on Instagram and people shop that's that now what i did was i I outsourced to a guy in um pakistan nice and (sighs) (laughs) man um i like i didn't know i had to be so specific like what i need i was like okay bro i need a hoodie set jogger is cool and when he sent it i'm like they had the they had the long white strings. Yes, the bro. Like, <laughs> I thought that was, like, common sense. Like, no, what? Yeah, and then um, it was just, like, minor things. Like, okay, I, the cuss wasn't right. And I was right, like, all right, right, okay, I understand. Like, I got to tell them exactly what type of material, how I want it, exactly. what type of strings I want on it. Right. And it's just been a hassle. And, like, the bathing suits they've been sending me, it's just, and then the communication, you know, their time is different. So, yeah. like, I have to wait on them to wake up or yeah. I'll be asleep or vice versa, whatever. So a thousand percent. That's my struggle, like getting the actual product perfected, or and then I don't want to have to order a hundred yeah, jumpsuits. You know right, what I'm saying? Like, right. okay, then I gotta like, what I don't sell all this? I didn't pay all this money for the, all these jumpsuits. One thousand percent understand, brother. So,
2: <laughs> there's a few things there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll try to tackle them all one, okay. one by one. One, um, you know, there's there's different companies that you can work with that will manage the whole relationship with the vendors for you. Mm-hmm. So there's like a company like called uh, Wooter Apparel. They're a United States based company, but they have relationships with a lot of big manufacturers in China. So you can get very good prices and they'll manage the whole relationship for you. And you just give them the designs and then they'll give you the bulk order back. So that's that's kind of one solvent that if you don't want to like be sleep, I mean, waking up, sleeping, all of this with the, yeah. with the vendors, you can do that. Um, then what else did you bring up? Just, uh, Oh, like the designs and whatnot, them getting yeah. it right in general. I, I do like a very loose, uh, what's called like a tech pack and you kind of just show them exactly what it is. No joke. Like what I used to do was buy something that I wanted it to be like and ship it to them and then say, I want my sweats to look like these Adidas ones right, and right. make it exactly like what I just sent right. you and then other than that I would also take um like pictures from Google and stuff like that and then make a PDF like on Canva or something like that uh-huh. and then point to it and be like mm-hmm. I want the hoodie to fit like this mm-hmm. I want the strings to have the gray tips like these mm-hmm. and literally just show show them the whole breakdown of what I was trying to do there's better ways to do that now like more extravagant tech packs before people just getting started like mm-hmm. you could really build out a makeshift tech pack in Canva and then send them a product that you want it to be exactly like with the tech pack and be like make it exactly like this mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I avoided those those issues uh in the beginning and then as you learn you, you get a lot better at it and whatnot
1: okay now let's say okay I, I get that part out the way mm-hmm Manufacturer A one, he's he, he delivered a perfect product. Right now, from that point, okay, do I? I guess it's on. The, it depends on the person in the company yeah. that do you get a bulk order or yeah. do you just get a sample and just market that? Right and try to like get as many photo shoots or whatever. Great question. Mm. Um, me personally, I, it, like you said, it depends on the person.
2: It depends mm-hmm. on like what you have more of, and it's, do you have more time or money? And mm-hmm. if you have more time than money, you should be doing. Three to five videos a day on TikTok, organic, putting your clothing brand out there. Yeah. It's insane what's going on. Like, I'm seeing way too many 18, 19 year old kids. One of my mentees, his name's Perry. Mm -hmm. He just started a few months ago and he started just only making content on TikTok and he's doing like 90K a month when his brand is just a mental health awareness streetwear brand, but it's like fire. But Mm -hmm. he's murdering it with like organic TikTok and TikTok ads at 19. So, For people that have more time than money, go on TikTok, type in clothing brands in the search, filter it for the last three months, most liked videos, then look at everything that went viral and recreate it with your own stuff and start posting as many times as you can a day. Something's going to go viral if you keep it up for 30, 60, 90 days it just it just works like that right now with the organic traffic and if you got more money than time then you can do cool stuff like what you said you know maybe do a small run or maybe a sample and then you know like someone like you you got an audience you can just post your samples and then say go here but if mm-hmm. you don't got an audience then you can showcase your samples do giveaways you can run ads to a pre-launch
1: like it's a bunch of stuff that you can do but it um, depends on the person Somebody like me, right? I got a, a following. And people always ask me, like, yeah, when you got some new stuff that dropped, oh, I want to buy stuff. And <laughs> when I post the stuff, they don't go buy it, bro. <laughs> like, do I got to make you buy it? Like, hey, bro, click this link, bro. So I like, I'll make a post on Instagram, like, bro, all right, it's out. Right. So, like, why they not <laughs> buying it? <laughs> bro,
2: son, you know you know people, bro. Yeah. You know, they just cap, like, can't control that. <laughs> that just is what it bro it happens to us all the time trust yeah me. like you post something and it's like this is dropping on march 17th and like 500 700 a thousand likes and then it don't do that well like uh-huh. that's just part of the game
1: uh-huh so. okay i just thought no that ain't you bro <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't just you <laughs> so okay how do i get to the point where i was like if i wanted a like, fulfillment center well let me back this up like sure. how was it how was it having a warehouse oh, and God. all these employees it's just difficult bro uh-huh. it's very difficult you, you And what gotta... did these 30s employees do break that down to So we
2: at that point we were just selling so much stuff bro like it was like Black Friday Cyber Monday and Christmas time we had did like 15 20,000 orders in a month yeah and it was just like we need more people to you know fold and bag and all of this cuz we were doing everything mm-hmm. we would fold it bag it sticker it so the hoodies we were sewing them ourselves like heat pressing the patches, sewing them down, fold bag, sticker and shit, it was doing all of it. So they were helping in that process. But the the overall feeling of just like having a warehouse in general is like for me it wasn't my thing because I'm really good at the marketing, and I'm really good at like the analytics and those things, but the operations, yeah. I wasn't really strong at. So that was that made it difficult for me. And mm-hmm. it came to a point where very humbling point too where it's like Do I want to continue doing something that I'm obviously not good at because it looks cool to do it? Or do I want to do something like what I did was hire a consultant that's cold at this? And I because I could do this for three to five years and figure it out. Mm -hmm. I could do that. But I'd rather use my money to shorten the time gap of ignorance and pay somebody else to, you know, come teach me this in three to five months yeah and then you do it so that's when things got easier we got rid of the warehouse went to a fulfillment center and then hired high-level consultants that we met through networking and events to help us out in the places that we were weak as i doubled and tripled down on what i was strong at
1: Mm -hmm. consultants um yeah when you say consultants you hire somebody that's 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 specialized in that field yes and how much would you typically pay someone oh they're not cheap uh, our consultant I'll be
2: candid we pay 6 7000 a month just to do it, I mean do a lot of stuff
1: obviously you still have a consultant yeah
2: for what <laughs> cuz they they're helping manage everything still so you got to think in the business is so much you and it gets it gets more difficult as you go because At first, when you're doing it by yourself, especially, it's just like, I want to drop this. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, cool. But then after that, you got to build out content calendars. You have to plan the drops around specific dates. You have to make sure the manufacturer gets it there two months before so that you can then do a photo shoot with the samples, start making the content, dropping it. You got to have UPC barcode. Like it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of bullshit. Uh So the consultants help manage the whole process. And that's why, you know, keep them around. Do you
1: offer consultants? (laughs) <laughs> you seem like a consultant.
2: nah I mean I guess so for people trying to get to a specific level I'm not all the way at the, the highest level but people want to get from you know step A to G maybe you yeah, know, yeah. I, could, I could definitely help but I'm not at Z by any means
1: do you do that for anybody? Anybody that actually or like you just... Mm,
2: uh Yeah, I mean, I try to just give as much free game as possible. Um And then other than that, there are people that are like in my like inner circle where they pay like high ticket. And then we build out their whole website, introduce them to the manufacturers, run like help them run the ads, like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, you know, the homies and whatnot, it's just like, you know, just like this, you know, uh, like just giving free games free just game. to help out as much as possible. But if you need it, you know, we're going to exchange numbers, you tell
1: me anything. You need Bro, every need. time you... I try to catch every one of your lives, bro. I, <laughs> I just know something's coming. I'm like, bro, let me just try to catch some type of gym, bro. <laughs> so funny, bro. Like, this has been like for months. So I'm like, yo, let me just try to catch some gyms from this guy, so like, bro. Because you just know a lot of, man. It's like, I mean, you help me out, but it still having, not I still, have, well, I don't have a team when it comes right, to it. So right. it's me just trying to figure it out on my own. Right. And it's like, I have friends, but it's like, they don't know much. It's like, I'm, right. I'm trying to tell them what to do. And it's like, Well, they never done this before. Right. And we're basically just trial and error together. I understand that. Which I hate. No, I get that. And, bro, I ain't going to lie to you. Like, a lot of what I've
2: been thinking about lately is just, like, um, making sure that my skill set is being used in, like, the highest, the best opportunity. So, like, for instance, for you, like. I don't know everything that you got going on, but if you told me you were, like, murdering it in Airbnb, and then you had the clothing brand on the side, then this and that on the side, I'd be like, bro, fuck that shit. Go all in on the Airbnb if that's what you're killing it with, Uh and then diversify that income later, maybe, when you can, like, organize a team to do it for you. Because Mm -hmm. it's just, if you got to do everything from top to bottom by yourself, bro, it's You never be able to put 100% of effort towards any of the things that you got going on. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I've been focusing on now is like what things can I strip away so that I can give 100% of my what I like to call like not trying to be arrogant or anything like level 10 talent because I want to provide my level 10 talent to a level 10 opportunity. And if I if I spread it across everywhere, then I'll never be able to give all of my talent to that opportunity that I think is going to be the most lucrative.
1: Mm hmm. When it comes to team building, yeah, um, what pieces do you, do you need in the beginning stages?
2: Yeah, um, I think the first thing that you have to have is a, a true understanding of the type of people that you want to work with. Um, for me, for instance, I like to have people that have three different character traits. And that's integrity, number one, competency, number two. And then um, last one, it was slipping my mind, but I'll go on those first two right now. Competency: Can you do the job? Not are you a friend, Mm -hmm. and you need a job. Are you experienced in the job, and can you get me to this level that I need to go to? Mm -hmm. And even better, when I interview you, I should be learning from you to solve a direct problem that I have in the business, not my family member needed a X, Y, and Z. That's cool, but trust me, I've done it before. It's very difficult to maintain Mm -hmm. at a high level. Um, Then so yeah, and then oh, the last one is going the extra mile. So Mm -hmm. competency is Mm -hmm. is that. And uh, going the extra mile is what I do for people. Like I want to everyone I work with, I want to make sure that they'll put in the extra 30 minutes, the extra hour, do the extra thing or whatever it may be. And then the last one is integrity. But you have to have all three because if you don't have integrity, I don't care how hard you're willing to go because you'll you'll do something wrong or do something negative to the business if the opportunity opportunity presents itself. Mm -hmm. So I like to iron out the pillars of the people, types of people that I want to work with and construct interview questions based around the pillars that I have and the core of my business. And then I even ask myself sometimes too, like, could I leave a hundred thousand dollars with this person? Tell them that I'm going out of town for, and I don't know when I'm coming back. And when I come back, it'll still be there. Can I, if I have a girlfriend, can I leave my girlfriend with this person in the same house and go and do whatever I got to do and come back and everything still be fine. Those are the type of, because if the answer is no, then why would I have you in my business? Mm-hmm. It, it makes no sense. So I, I try to do that, like have those three core pillars, ask questions based around those pillars and then ask myself those like really hard questions to like, can I really trust this person? Because if not, then why even employ him in general?
1: It's a major factor, major factor. Mm. So be <laughs> <laughs> like a, uh, if I left my gal with, uh... <laughs> you want to take my girl? <laughs> um. Okay. So, but the positions though, like my clothing line, like who would, sure. let like, just say, like, would I hire somebody to like, okay, you, oh, okay. you, you do designs. All right. You're going to work on the marketing. Right? Yeah. But just starting off, like if you really don't have any money to really pay too oh, many understood. people. Understood. No, mm-hmm. I understand exactly um,
2: what you're asking. So uh, there's two things there. One, where I went wrong was I hired people full-time before I was even ready to do it. What I realized was that when you hire somebody full-time, yes, you will get a lot of your time back and be able to go get a lot of money, but it's a very like stressful process when you have someone that's expecting full-time pay and Mm. you can barely make it work. So the positions like you're talking about that you need to hire for are what I call like MWA's, just the minimum wage activities. Right. So if you're doing everything all right now, but let's just say you're doing emails, you're doing, you know, customer service, you're doing shipping, you're doing all of those things. First things, first that I'm going for is like what is the task that I could pay somebody 10 to $15 an hour to do, but I'm doing it part-time. So emails, if, if you're not doing, you know, 50, 100 orders or whatever a week, you might not need someone full time to do emails, mm-hmm. So I would just hire either like most of the times we use VAs um and then shipping. You can choose what business model you want to do or whatever. But those are the first two things that I would immediately try to give away. Mm-hmm. And then that frees me up more time to go and conquer something else. And then once I'm competent at that thing and then I'm masterful at that thing, I then can train somebody else how to pick it up and now I'm, I've freed more time to go and conquer the next thing mm-hmm. and the way that I think about that is like through the channels so let's just say when you're first starting you have first of all designs bro if you need that I'll uh, give you a list of like 100 people that are going to charge you 30, 50, 75 dollars hard super hard stuff so don't even worry about that but when you're thinking about like um... <laughs> Wait, not for <really>. um <laughs> but when you're thinking about like those types of things bro that's why I brought up the one channel, one product, Yeah. because when we first started, like you said, it was doing paid ads, but we were doing um, the the shipping, we were doing the emails, and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So then we hired someone full-time, should have did part-time, mm-hmm. because that would have saved more money, should have did a VA, at least for customer service, because mm-hmm. that would have saved more money. And then now I can go do the things that matter, like conquer these channels, learn the ins and outs of a high Net, like a high stuff, a high income skill, like paid advertising, mm-hmm. and then learn Facebook and Instagram, scale that to a point to where I feel like I just can't do it anymore, then give it to an agency. Mm-hmm. Then now that's out of my hands, let's go learn TikTok, mm-hmm. give that to somebody else, let's go learn X, Y, and Z, and now you're building out a mar- like a marketing type of team with mm-hmm. the new people that you're hiring, and now you don't really have much else to worry about besides managing the people that, that are in the seats mm-hmm. of the positions that you you put them in.
1: Let's speak about ads for sure. a second. Um, I heard about, listen, that you advertise on Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, Google. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just break down ads, um, yeah. simplify it? Okay and and you mean like which way like okay how do you how do you run ads because you know some people think that you know boosting your right. you know, instagram is running an ad okay and then i've heard that um you know it's it's certain ways you have to run ads in certain areas and and certain age groups that you're you're aiming for right. or you test different markets out to see which yeah, one works out. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, sure. So um, running ads, especially on like Facebook and Instagram, it's like interest-based targeting. So the boost posting versus the ads manager, that's just a common misconception. When you boost a post, you're kind of doing it through Instagram, but you don't get as robust as it is inside of the Facebook business manager. When you go to like business.facebook.com, create an ad account and go run your ads from the business manager. Mm-hmm. So if you're just boosting your post, In some ways, you're kind of just telling Instagram, like, yo, go spend my money however you see fit. Because there's certain things that you can't choose Mm -hmm. because of the nature of the platform. But then when you're running ads, I mean, there's so much stuff you can do. Um, Simply, like, the way that I start when I'm, like, kind of doing it simple is I like to just have one campaign with one video ad, and then 10 different ad sets. So for those that don't know what an ad set is, that's where you do your, your targeting inside of it. So the campaign is the whole campaign. Mm-hmm. Where you pick your budget um, and the campaign type. You know, Is it brand awareness, conversion, et cetera? Ad sets where you do the targeting. Is it worldwide? Afghanistan, United States, whatever, and which people am I targeting? And the ad level is where you do the creative, the mm-hmm. videos, the pictures, etc. Um, so what I typically do with new campaigns is I do one campaign. I usually start with fifty dollars a day, um, but that's it, enough. Yeah, just to at least get some information mm-hmm. because, you know, like I said though, if you're trying to get more data and you got that when the amount of money you want to spend in ads is the money, amount of money you're willing to lose ads are just like stocks, crypto, the real estate market Mm -hmm. is an investment. Mm -hmm. So it could go to zero. So you only spend what you're able to, what you're willing to lose. So for me, I might start with like, you know, more money per day, but if it's someone just starting out, Mm -hmm. I recommend what I started out with $50 a day, $5 for 10 different ad sets. So five times 10 is 50. And in each one you target one specific interest. Mm -hmm. So and there's different ways to find interest and like mm-hmm. stuff like that, but um, that's kind of like a basic ad structure when you kind of first getting started. Mm-hmm.
1: So that, that it made it simple. Um, <laughs> I
2: tried because <laughs> I, I didn't want to get in. I
1: know it's a lot, though. I know it's a lot. You yeah. said that you studied uh, YouTube for a while and, and uh, yeah. you ended up paying somebody. Um, have you ever paid an ad specialist for you? Like, oh yeah. How much is that? Depends. Um, most agencies
2: are going to be anywhere from, like, 1500 to, like, 5000 they Are they guaranteeing you? Nah, they never can, you know. They be lying, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that you can't make no guarantees in yeah. this type of game you know what i mean but usually typically the rule of thumb is you get what you pay for in that type of industry so yeah. you know some and then some people also do uh percentage splits you know so yeah. me i try to keep the percentage splits to a minimum and try to pay them the up, up maximum front. amount mm-hmm. but there's different structures that you can work out mm-hmm. so you know but Bare minimum, you're probably going to be 1,500 to 5K. Once you really get the shake in, you're going to be like 10K and then like a percentage of the ad spend that you're spending or a percentage of the tracked sales mm-hmm. through like high or things like that. Because, I mean, one, I want to say this real quick because I, I, I people need to know this. It's like if you're not tracking your ads with something like high roast ad scale, Aribi, like any of these types of things where you can track the attribution for Facebook, you're literally throwing money down the drain Mm -hmm. because Facebook isn't attributing sales correctly. So you have to have those types of things. And if you aren't doing
1: that, then you're literally just losing money every single day. So, um, but yeah. I think that was great information. Um, (laughs) I want to ask you about just yourself, period. Um, What is your day-to-day like? Day to day, that's a good one. With with business and everything you got going
2: on, like what what is your typical day? Typical day is wake up six thirty, um, go work out for an hour, or sometimes I read. Uh, something like if I'm really like in that. In
1: You've that been on mode. this little fitness plan too. I yeah, like, yeah.
2: If I'm in that like real type of mode, I'll wake up at 5 30, read for an hour. After I read for an hour, write down 10 my 10 goals, like my biggest goals, life goals. And then on the other side of that paper, write down 10 things that I'm grateful for. Yeah. And then kind of like, you know, just read over it and like really visualize it. Then after that, go work out for an hour, come back, shower. I meditate in the shower. So I meditate in the shower. And then after that, kind of get my day rolling with whatever kind of, you know, comes with it. The, the team will like send me my daily schedule and I usually just consists of meetings for sport mm-hmm. by colleges, meetings for my personal brand, um, and then like work that I need to do, whether it might be like build a new program or redo my webinar slides mm-hmm. or something along those lines.
1: Um, when you say meditate in the shower, like Yeah. How do you meditate? Is it like just are you focused on one thing or you clear your mind? Or what?
2: Um uh, it's a little bit of it's a little bit of both. I do a few things. So like there's different types of meditation. One of them that I do is like called induction where you kind of pretend like um water is like coming over your whole body and you kind of like wash away everything um but then other than that i kind of do it's like a whole it's like a whole routine bro (laughs) i got time (laughs) i mean i can try to i'm gonna try to run through it as quick as possible if i as i can um without going all the way in the clouds and Uh making everybody in here think i'm crazy Uh, (laughs) um but so sit down first and then i i kind of like do what I call is like you know, like I like you say, clearing your mind, and I clear it because what I realized one day is that every day we wake up and we remind ourselves of who we are, and I just some I like to like clear that from my head and don't even think about all the other things that I'm just, I'm literally reminding myself of the past, reminding myself of what I've been through. I'd rather just cleanse that first and then go towards what I'm actually trying to go after from this day on. Mm -hmm. So that's the first part, just cleansing everything of like what I'm trying, like what I'm constantly reminding myself of. After that, I go into this uh, type of thing where I do like, um, uh, time, space, and matter. It sounds crazy, but so basically what I do is I remind myself that no matter what, I'm I'm a spiritual being, you know, mm-hmm. so but when, if you believe in a God or, uh, you know, omnipresent power, for them to create something it would have to be outside of time, space, and matter because they're like looking down creating it, mm-hmm. so I like to tell myself basically like there's no such thing as time, no such thing as space, and no such thing as matter like we're Bro, we're like, (laughs) so then I basically do this. I'm like, no time, no space, no matter, clear my mind. Like, none of that shit really matters at all. And then I act as if, um, because of the connection that I have with the source or with God or whomever you want to, I can be nothing at all, but I also can be everything that I want to be because I can be everywhere. That's that space. I can be on every time frame. That's time. And I can be whoever I want to be. That's matter. That's, you know, some whoever you want to be like somebody, something, whatever being. And then I tell myself that what, who do I need to be today? Do I need to be? Am I going through something? And I need to be Muhammad Gandhi in Eighteen twenty, mm-hmm. and um and that's who i need to be today and that's mm-hmm. who i need to vibrate with then i could be like all right that's what i'm on today and i can move accordingly like that throughout the day and then after that um it's a, a little thing where i just kind of go through every different body part and um i kind of do something like this i'll do one or two just so you can understand so it'll be like um like first uh start with the head and it's like all right i want to I want to clear my mind of anything that uh, that may have set me back in the in the past or yesterday or this week that I'm going through, and I want to expand my brain to be able to be uh, a quadrillionaire, whatever like I want to do, what I what I want to be, and I want to clear. Um, I want to use my eyes like the asking like God or the source or whoever you believe in like cleanse cleanse my vision and and expand my vision throughout today and set my eyes on things that are positive and not negative and then use my nose to sniff out the right opportunities connect me to the right friends family uh, opportunities etc and then also sniff out the bad ones and keep me away from them use my mouth to speak life into people like i go through everything and then Mm -hmm. After that, um, I think about the traits that I exemplified throughout the last uh, week or month or whatever that I don't want to carry on into the next week. So, let's just say I was on a basketball court, got mad, called somebody a name, did whatever, you know, regular stuff that we may do. I'll say, I exemplified, let's just say, sometimes I experience like worry, doubt, fear. Let's just skip the basketball mm-hmm. reference. This week, and I say it out loud, this week I, I exemplified worry, doubt, and fear, but what I want to do is admit my worry, worry about will this work and will that work. Admit my doubt about I doubted myself about doing X, Y, and Z, um, and I admit those things. I submit them, but then I simultaneously release them. And as I release them, I invite their equal opposite counterparts to then come back into and into my being, so I can move with mm-hmm. instead of worry, fill me with a knowingness. With instead of fear, fill me with faith. And then I kind of do that, and then I think about the the thing that I did. And that made that fear, doubt, worry, or whatever come. And then I think about what I was doing when I was thinking about it. And then I say change whenever I think about it. So that way, when I go back on the basketball court and I, I hit a shot or I do whatever, and I want to say, yeah, like, da da, then I'm like change. So then in my head, it's like the actual attribute or character trait that I'm exemplifying is actually changing because I'm recognizing it first. Because we have to first recognize before we can do something about mm-hmm. it. Um Then... Uh, this is much longer than I wanted it to be. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then after that, um, this is the last part. I, I go into like all of the things I'm grateful for, starting from God and below. So I'm grateful for my everlasting and ever-growing connection with the source. I'm grateful for my connection with myself. I'm grateful for my friends, family, business partners, employees, etc. cetera. Um, I'm grateful for X, Y, and Z. But then most importantly, I say I'm grateful for... Um, uh, success, health, wealth, fulfillment, etc. But then I break down what those meanings are to me. I'm grateful for success, not success in a monetary fashion, but success because I'm better every single day, mm-hmm. not for wealth, but in the monetary fashion, but because I'm wealthy in knowledge, wealthy in love and wealthy in, in abundance to give to the world. Mm-hmm. And I kind of break down my little definitions. Um, and then all after that, I, um, I say, and If you only give me these things, freedom from fear, freedom from worry, freedom from doubt, uh, peace of mind, and a labor of love, loving what I do on a daily basis, I'm fine with everything else. But then I envision all the things that I actually want. Lambo, whip, dude, car, whatever. Got to. And then I'm like, (laughs) but I'm cool with just this. But Mm -hmm. if you give me all of this and I envision myself doing it, then Mm -hmm. that'll be great, too. And then I get up and go. But last thing I want to say, too, Mm. is that. I don't want people to hear that and be like, I have to do that to be successful. One, because another thing that I've been thinking about a lot of is that think about like coffee, you know, like when you drink coffee every day, after a while, it doesn't start to give you the same effect that it did Mm -hmm. in the beginning. So by by just knowing that what you really should do is like cycle in your habits whenever you feel like you need them. And don't just be like, I have to do this every day, because think about it. If I had to do that every day and you were my competition,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: what would you do? You would just come and like bang on my door all day during my meditation. Because if I don't do my meditation, then I can't do the rest of my day. And then you'd be able to just win. So people try to build habits and these routines to make them strong. But in reality, they rely on them so much that they're actually weak. Mm-hmm. So I would say that if someone hears that and they're inspired to do some of those things, then cool, but you don't have to do them every day. And simply by that fact alone, you probably shouldn't do them every day because mm-hmm. after a while they won't last. And I don't want you to build those habits to make
1: yourself strong
2: because you might make yourself weak in the process.
1: Mm-hmm. How long have you been this way? Like, have you been this way your whole life, this uh, mindset? No, nah, definitely not. Not even close. So this just like kind of just started like a few years ago, right? yeah, probably like four probably like four years ago. How did you pick this up? like did somebody teach you about this stuff? Did you just read books mm, about it?
2: Yeah, just reading books over time um when when I moved to Atlanta i I was asking myself like I was in a bad situation, I was doing all types of like illegal stuff and whatnot, and I was like, I gotta get out of here Then that's when I moved to Atlanta, but then I was like, um damn, what is Something like, I want to be a CEO. I want to be a business owner. And I looked up an article like, what do CEOs do? (laughs) It was like, they read. And the average CEO reads one book a week. Average American reads one book a year. And I was like, cool. If I can spend $10 to get a book and read one per week, then I might be able to get on the same trajectory of Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos and et cetera. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when my mindset started to shift and change after consuming so much information just over the years. Would you consider yourself more religious
1: or spiritual?
2: Um, it's a tough question. I'd say that I grew up, uh, I grew up religious, um, you know, practicing Christianity, um, and that's what I identify with because I've been, i grown up, grown up that way. Um, but then I'd say also spiritual as well because now as I'm. Building my own connection with mm-hmm. what I believe in, it's a little bit of both. So I'd say I identify with religion that I was born with, and I choose to do so. Um, but I'm also a spiritual type of person. Like, do you believe that we're gods? Uh, yeah, I would say I think we are. I think we're, we're directly connected with the source. Mm-hmm. And if the source is God to you, then you are a direct descendant. So you have to be.
1: So. I, people just want to argue sometimes like oh no we're not gods and you know it, it just has a negative notation when people say it but i All truly right. believe that you know if you know in the bible it says that we was made in the image of god mm-hmm. i mean that's just plain and simple right like, <laughs> but yeah man you give me Kyrie vibes man oh man you burn sage yeah i do sometimes yeah yeah that was up bro <laughs>
2: i seen you had the sage going yeah yeah bro again. like
1: i feel like i'm i'm more spiritual like i um I was raised um, a Christian and then I just started questioning things Mm -hmm. as I started growing up, just not in a negative way. But I think God uh, put us here to question things like Mm -hmm. we're human. So we had to uh, just question things that people put in front of us. So like I don't just want to just be a Christian because my mom was a Christian. Why am I a Christian? Right. Why do I want to go to church and what like, you know, what I'm saying so. I figured like, okay, I don't want to just be a Christian because my mom was. Let me try to figure out the rest of the religions and let me choose. And if I want to take a piece out of all of these Mm -hmm. things, then that's who I am. Right. Right. So, I mean, I meditate, you know, like um, I tell myself like affirmations in the morning anytime that I do an interview. Anytime. Like I just, I meditate during any time out the day. Right. Like if I need to, like 10 seconds or two minutes, whatever I need. You know what I'm saying? I'm not as deep as you when it comes to all (laughs) that stuff. Like I, I inspire to be though because I find that um and fascinating. I, I really do. Um, I mean, but if you look at me, you probably wouldn't be able to tell. Like,
2: look, bro. Same yeah. with me. Like, I be telling folks like, I just look like this, bro. Like, yeah. You know, are really about this stuff we talk about. <laughs> you
1: know? One more question I got for you. What do you do with your money?
2: Oh man, just in, I try to invest it. Yeah. Um, so real quick breakdown because I want to give as much value as possible. Yeah. Any money that comes into my account through my business, I break it down with six different accounts, six different bank accounts through the same chase that I have. So any dollar that hits immediately take thirty five cents of it and put into a tax account. Don't even think about it afterwards. And then after that, I now have a new one hundred percent that I can then divvy up in different ways. I personally like to live my life. 5% of my money that I make, I live off of. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm frugal, you know. 10% I like to give. 10% I like to save. And the other 75% I like to invest, whether it be, and I typically like to split that into 25%, 25% into myself, 25% into like crypto, and like 25% into like real estate or whatever I'm into at the specific
1: time. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I break down and spend my money. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you plan on buying these Lambos and stuff like that, what is it going to come from the investment side? Nah, it's going to have to
2: come on on the credit side. It's going to have okay. to like I just I want to be able to like you know do it the way I want to like use the credit to leverage it. Maybe put it on tarot. I don't I don't need it, but I understand what it does for it. the image and like the community latches onto it. But I want to be able to bring the community in with the things that they want to see, right. but then give them this type of knowledge that we're talking about. So right.
1: you know. So you've never been that type of guy where I just need flashy stuff? And,
2: nah, not really. Right. I don't know. Mm. It's just never been, my, never been my thing. But I like it, though. You know, I'm from mm. Houston, bro. Like, first thing I wanted when I was in sixth grade was a diamond grill. Saved up. <laughs> I, stole, I started selling candy and bought a grill in sixth grade and yeah. had one
1: since my, the rest of my life. So, mm. like, you know, I like the things and whatnot. But it is what it is. Because, I mean, I, I look at you like... I wonder what you do with your money because I know y'all making a lot of money not to be in your pocket <laughs> stuff but your, your company is doing really really good and you know what kind of car you drive just that I don't drive hmm. your boy got a Maserati um, <laughs> but he's the same way he doesn't he like I, I haven't heard conversations where I mean but I don't have to spend that much you right. know what I'm saying like he said like my life is fulfilled I got my girl I got my house my mom lives with me right. like that's cool with me right. so like I, I look up to that but with you it's like okay I don't see where your money goes yeah. at all and like why you don't drive just don't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But you want to live? You know, that's just like I said for other purposes uh-huh. to bring people back to right, work, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I understand what the chain does. So like that's why I really <laughs> got it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's to appeal to like the streets. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't like without the change Like okay, you can't tell where I'm from and the way I speak. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell like I'm from the streets or the hood. So it's like right. this kind of catches people off the rip. I right. understand that. You know what I'm saying? When I'm on Instagram, when I'm in the streets people come up to me people like are just interested right And so, no, i understand and i want a lambo
2: hey look we we going to be lambo brothers though lambo true. boys man <laughs> biggest brands in the <laughs> in the uh in the city well, in america
1: Bye. man um i think that's it bro i think you um gave a lot of value bro um Bye. Bye. on just like the business side and just like the way you live man like that was deep though like i don't think i ever heard anybody <sighs> I never heard that from anyone, bro. No. Nah, for real. Um, but I think that you could be a perfect example for anybody that was trying to, like, get into that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's a lot. And do you, you don't do that every day. Not every day. All right. Not every day. I used to. When I first was coming up, I
2: definitely was doing that every single day. But, you know, not every day now. Mm. I'm being transparent. But, you know. All right, but, man. One last thing. Mm. <laughs> 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 no, I was going to say, though like like you said you've never heard anybody like that does that or whatever. Yeah. And the the point that came in my head was like, I want people to understand that like when you're trying to be the one percent or mm-hmm. the 0001 percent, your opinion and what you do is not gonna look like what everybody else does. So right. don't compare yourself to what everyone else is doing in general because your opinion and what you do as the 1% is always gonna look opposite from what everyone's gonna do. Right. So
1: just, like, stand with that, you know? Be different. Be you. Yeah. Facts. Mm. Good. Dope. Dope conversation, bro. That's a good one. <laughs> all right, man. I appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of Rich and Unemployed. Make sure you check out the website because I'm about to turn up on it. <laughs> www.richunemployed.net. Man, what's your website? Uh, yeah,
2: supportblackcolleges.org. But all of my social is just Justin P.
1: So. Justin P., man. Yep. And you don't even know my name, do you? No. <laughs> Jonathan Dupaton, a.k.a. Finesse. So, Come on now. I was, call you, I was
2: calling you finesse in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: it just so it's easier for people to gravitate You're towards. us. Right so yeah, um, I appreciate y'all tuning in, man. Make sure y'all tap into Burners Block, man. If y'all smoke that stuff, Fantasy Candles, <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, see y'all next time, man. Appreciate y'all tuning in, man.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies.